Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Let me just talk about uh, the refugee crisis at the moment and the possibility of paying people to host refugee families from Ukraine in their homes is being examined by the Department of Public Expenditure. Minister for Children, Roderick O'Gorman, has said. And the remarks came after the marriage. There were acute concerns in government about the state's capacity to actually house Ukrainian refugees with the availability and supply of hotels, B&Bs, almost exhausted at this stage. Now, so far we've had 23,000, up to yesterday, 23,000 refugees come to Ireland. I believe the latest figure is somewhere between 85 and 90% of those don't have somewhere to go. In other words, they don't already have a relative living in Ireland that they can go and live with. So that was something that we didn't factor in. We thought initially... They, they figured somewhere between 70 and 80% of people would be looking for somewhere to live. The rest would have somewhere to go. That figure is a little bit higher than we actually thought. Now, the scramble for additional resources of accommodation is underway. You've even heard the word tents mentioned today. And all arms of the government and local authorities uh, with an emergency summit of the construction of uh, property industry. Uh, now, look, Daryl O'Brien is talking about housing and property and all that kind of carry on. That's not all going to happen in the short term. So that's pointless. That kind of language and talk is just pontificating and playing to the gallery. That's not going to happen. You can, you know, make a plan to build so many houses, but you can't build a house. It, doesn't, it takes months to build houses. So they need places now. The last thing we want to do, because the government have clearly decided they're not going to cap the numbers, which I think is lunacy, by the way, but they've clearly decided they're not going to. You know, they're going to continue doing what we're doing. Um, and the last thing we need is a situation in a couple of months' time where we have thousands of people coming into Ireland. Thankfully, the numbers haven't been quite as quick as they thought they were going to be initially, but we could have up to 100,000 people coming to Ireland over the next month or two uh, with the displacement of people and the way it's happening. And that is destined to probably get worse. And the last thing we need to be in the eyes of the world taking in as many refugees as we possibly can and have them living on the streets or living in tents. That's not what we want. So if you're going to go down this route, which I think is wrong, by the way, I believe we should have capped the numbers at a certain amount of people and treated those people with the way and the respect they need to be treated with and got them a proper accommodation uh, until we could take more. And then we could open it up to take more when we felt we could. But that's not the way we're doing it, sadly, in this country. Now, in the UK currently, host households will be offered a tax-free payment of £350, which is about €450, for up to 12 months, regardless of how many individuals they actually support. So it doesn't matter whether you take five people in your house or one person in your house, you still get the same amount of money. Only one payment can be made per residential address, and the government website in the UK says hosts will not be expected to cover the costs of food or living expenses, although you may wish to do that or offer that yourself. In other words, you're not expected to pay that that the, the refugee themselves, because they are getting a payment from social welfare, are expected to pay for their own electricity. They're expected to pay for their own food. You're not expected to pay for, you know, their way of life. You're expected to just give them basically a room and a bed and keep it clean. That's all you're expected to do, or you let them use your facilities. Local authorities will also receive £10,500 in the UK, extra funding for every refugee. So to give you an example, a local authority, say in Fingal, if Fingal, say, take 5,000 refugees into homes, well, the local authority in Fingal will be given ten grand. That would be to help support children in schools and help support people in the community, etc., etc. So it's a good idea. We've done none of that here, by the way, can I just say. Uh, we have an obvious problem in Ireland. And the government, as I said, are not willing to cap the numbers. So we need more accommodation and new houses are not going to magically appear in the short term. So would a payment of, say, €450 Euro or €400, Euro, 
would that encourage you? The Red Cross say they need more people because sadly, many of the people who did say they would give a home to uh, Ukrainian refugees have now said, oh, actually, no, I've changed my mind. So those numbers are dwindling. I think people initially jumped on the bandwagon and said, yes, didn't really think about it. And now they're kind of saying, no, you're grand. And I understand that. I'm not judging people. and I've spoken to people on both sides of the fence. I've spoken to people here in the office today who said they'd gladly take a refugee into their home. And I've spoken to people who said, absolutely not. I would never have a stranger living in my house. And I respect both points of view. But the thing about it is, if you were offered money, would you be happy enough to take it? To have, say, you know, a mother and a child living in your house for 400 quid or 450 a month. Would you do it? The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Would you take a refugee, a Ukrainian refugee, into your home if you were offered a payment rather than being offered nothing, which is what you're being offered at the moment? It could help. The number is 087-188-0008. Would that change your mind? Because realistically... Everybody listening today, a very small percentage of you have taken refugees because it's only something like 20,000 have been offered or 20,000 houses. I think a lot of those have changed their minds in the whole country of 5 million people. So would you change your mind if there was money on the, on the table? Uh, the number is 87 188 Fiona, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How you doing, Fiona? How you doing, Ireland? Uh, now, do you think a payment would, would make a difference? At the moment, I think initially 20,000 people pledged their homes, but I think that number has dropped sub- substantially because many people have changed their mind again. But do you think a payment like the UK, for example, £350 in the UK, €450, Euro, would that make a difference? No, I don't think it'd make any difference, to be honest with you, and I think it would be open to abuse. Because people will be doing it for the wrong reasons. Oh, okay. They'll be doing it for financial reasons as opposed to for humanitarian reasons. So I think it's an absolute ridiculous idea. But when you say doing it for the wrong reasons, I mean, I've already spoken to people who have said they've taken people into their homes. And there is a financial cost. So if you've got, you know, a mom and two kids or whatever it happens to be, and you've taken them into your home... Okay, you know, they, they get their own social welfare probably payments, pay for food and stuff like that. But they're going to be using your shower. They're going to be using your electricity. They're going to be using your heating. There is an extra cost involved for the person taking them in. So surely they should, they should be compensated for that. No, but this is what you signed up to. You signed up to it on a humanitarian basis. You didn't sign up to it for profit. No, yeah, absolutely. But you don't want to be losing out on it financially either no. or suffering financially because of it. Yeah, but how much are you going to suffer financially? realistically. Do you know what I mean? If you signed up to this, you signed up to it and some people signed up to it and they didn't realise what they're taking on and that's why so many refugees have been sent back up to City West because people didn't realise what they were taking on. But if you sign up to this on a humanitarian basis, you're not doing it for profit. Because then you're doing it for the wrong reasons, is what you're saying. I'm saying if you... Well, if well, you I, don't, I don't know if it's for profit. I mean, I mean, you know as well as I do, you know, 350 or 400 quid or whatever it is uh, a month is not a huge amount of money when you've got a couple of extra people living in your home. No, it's not. And then, by the same token, when the refugees move into your home and when they get their payments, maybe they might contribute towards your home. Well, well, well they should. Well, according to the UK website, I'm looking at the UK website here now, I can't obviously speak with the Irish because we we're not as efficient at dealing with it as they are, but it says you will not be expected to cover the cost of food and living expenses, i.e., in other words, you know, people who are refugees do get a payment of social welfare from the government, so they should be, you know, saying, well, you know, I'll pay for this or I'll pay for that, or there should be, you know, there should be certainly sharing the bills. Yeah. But, Some but that's, what, that's, that's what I'm trying to say to you. Like, people who are co-living generally contribute to a, a pot 
mm-hmm. as it were. You know, and if you're going to have somebody in your home for a year or probably two years or whatever at this stage, you know, you'll have that conversation. But I don't think the government should get involved in paying people to bring people into their homes because it's, it just, I don't think it attracts, I think it's Do you think it attracts the wrong type of people? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I've seen it. I've seen it with Spanish students over the years. I've worked in various counties over the country and um, people taking in Spanish students, you know, from... Just for the money, just for the money. For very wealthy parents, mind you. Yeah, Just for the money and... Like, students are left to fend for themselves, basically, with frozen pizzas and what have you. Mm-hmm. Not not what their parents signed up to. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so that, I yeah, do in other words, they're doing it for the wrong reasons, yeah. They're doing it for the wrong reasons. And I do feel you will have a cohort of society that will just say, oh, I'll get another few hundred quid for taking in. I just think, I, I think you're going down the wrong road here. I think it's the wrong mm-hmm. thing to do. I do feel that um, you take in refugees and their schools are paid for, their uniforms are paid for. That, that, none of that costs you. No. Do you know what I'm saying? No, the but state is paying for that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The state pay for that, or whomever, but um, not to to pay the host. No. And, and would Absolutely. you, I, I don't know your personal circumstance, but would you, take, <clears throat> would you take a refugee into your home? Do you know, I'd love to. I'd love to, Niall. But I, no, I wouldn't. I'll be honest with you. And, and, I, I what, do, and I what's, the, what's a, the reason why? No, I do have a spare room. I have everything. I'm, I'm, I work. I'm not here enough. I kind of say to, and then I don't like people in my home when I'm not no, here. No, I'm not judging. No, you, but like I said the, already, no. I, I wouldn't judge anybody for saying that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, no, I, I'm very similar to you. I, I, I don't know if I could have. I'd have to have a strong think about it. Now I'm not in a yeah. position to do it at the moment because unfortunately I'm not living in my home anymore. But, yeah. but, but in saying that, I don't know whether I'd like strangers in my home. Yeah. I no, I, I probably would at a push. Don't get me hmm. wrong. I probably would at a push. I wouldn't see anybody. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. quite a Christian person. I wouldn't see anybody out on the street or anything. No, but I, get you. I don't like anybody living with me long term. <laughs> That's not part of my family. And it's just the way I am. You like your space. Just, you like your I like, you like, I your like my own space. I like to come home and leave. Now, I'm, I, give, I give an awful lot to the community. I give an awful lot. But I, I don't know. That you don't have to. You don't have to justify your answer. I'm not. Yeah. Ju- I'm not judging you. No, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Members of my family have signed up. Yeah. Like it's like I'm not even. Go, I'm not going to go there because they kill me if I name them. But members of my family have were one of the first to sign up. To yeah, this. and I know a lot of people did. By the way, but, but but maybe as you rightly said, you know, a lot of people unfortunately have pulled out of it again. You know, and that's sad to see. But the reason they pulled out of it is that people kind of maybe in hindsight. Yeah, but let me let me go to Peter as well because Peter, you're an Ireland's classic. Kids. How you doing, Peter? Hey, Niall, how's it going? Good. Now, Peter, you've already taken in a woman and a child. Um, we have a uh, woman and two children. Yeah. Oh, two children from the Ukraine. Okay. And um, what was the reason, firstly, that you decided to do it? Obviously, like everybody else, watching the the atrocities that we could see on TV. Yeah, exactly. Every day. That's, that's exactly what it was. Now, I don't. I didn't get that woman's name. First of all, just, just Fiona's her name. Fiona, very good. Uh, first of all, uh, I don't know if any of them would appreciate themselves being called refugees for a start, they're referring to themselves when they get here as Ukrainian. So that's quite... Uh, I know they are... Technical term is refugees, but when they're... Well, it's not a technical term. That is the actual term. Well, that's no, that's what they are, is refugees, unfortunately. Well, they're still, they're still Ukrainian nationals. The woman who's living with me um, was actually a doctor trained to be a surgeon at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Odessa, she was a qualified doctor. Yep. Her kid is 16... 
got a scholarship into sca- secondary school over there and her other child of six was doing quite well in school. They were all settled. She was on quite high money, good successful, owned her own house and a car. Um, her husband was a surgeon and really settled. So to to start the story off with that, now the hospital she was working in was blown up while she was in it. Uh, so then as a result of it, had to flee over here. Her child had to leave the secondary school and her scholarship behind. My gosh. Over here. Um, so to be arguing the case to say, um, why why should we be taking them in when when it's coming down to 350 or 450 or 500? The figure doesn't really make any difference. Um, to put up a figure to say that we're supporting them, that we're doing it for the wrong reasons if we're taking money in off them, we're not taking them in to get money from them. We're taking money in, and if I do get a payment for them in the future, it will be simply passed to them because it's money that I never had in the first place. It's money for them. It's not for me. It's for them. Now, they've already been around to, um, we've brought them around to the social welfare. They've got a PPS number mm-hmm. because herself wants to go back to work ASAP. Um, the kids are doing homeschooling now at the moment as a result of it. It's the only way they can do it. But to give you an extent of what they're at now at the moment, I have two kids in the house myself and the youngest lad is six and to tell him to be quiet is impossible. So he comes in and out of rooms, he walks from room to room, and without a thought, closes the door behind him. Every time he closes the door behind him, with a bit of a slam, the two kids are hitting the door, or hitting the, hitting the floor underneath the table. Oh the my. Six-year-old, the six-year-old Ukrainian, every time like, the door in my house is slammed, they crawl underneath the table. Because, because they've witnessed what went on, because, and they post-traumatic stress, obviously. Exactly, because yeah. the, the, like, to me or you, a simple closing of a door wouldn't even bat an eyelid. But the, but the, then, the sound of that or the bang yeah. of that, yes, obviously. I guess. Yeah, that's, that's the trauma they have been through. So, the, you know, it, it's, a simple, it's a simple situation where anyone that can, that can house them, either temporarily, full-time, or permanently, or whatever the case may be, to give them a bit of normality for a month or two to get, as you say, to get past their traumatic time, to get past their stressful time, to maybe perhaps get counselling in the future, to give them a chance to get back to normal life. I don't know why you wouldn't go ahead and do it, regardless whether you're getting paid or not. What, what about what Fiona says? And I, Again, I've spoken to, to people you know, on both sides of the fence in relation to this, and I, I don't want to judge people, but Fiona makes the point that, and some people, I don't want a stranger in my home. That's fine, I understand that. And other people are quite happy to do that. 20,000 pledges, uh, you know, were made to the Red Cross. Sadly, some of those pledges have been redacted uh, over the last week or so uh, because people maybe understood the gravity of what they were doing or, or maybe changed their mind for whatever reason. Does, does that sadden you, Peter, in a country of five million people? It, it does, because, do you know why? Because we are one of the widely spread nations of the world. Anywhere, you only have to go back to March 17th this year to look around to see how widely spread we are around the world. We were one of the first ones to refugee and travel around the world and be taken in by other nationalities when things got hard for us, when times got tough. Everyone else stepped up and took us in. Now all of a sudden we're standing up and saying, oh, uh, well, I don't know if it can because I don't know, are they going to pay me for them? Or I don't know if I want them in my home because I can't trust them. Like these people don't want to be in our homes either. Yeah, but you you no, can't. Yeah, but you you do. Home, you and Peter, and I appreciate everything you're saying. I completely agree with you. But you do have to respect, you know, the, the concerns people might have. 
and people do have concerns. Right, so what, what, go again, we'll trash that out, so what concerns would you have? Well, let me ask Fiona that. I mean, Fiona, what, when you say, you know, you like your your own space, etc., etc., and, and again, can I just say, Fiona, I'm not judging you, the, the concerns you would have would be what? No, I wouldn't have major concerns. I have a few things going on in my own life at the moment, so I wouldn't be available, if you know what I mean. I wouldn't be available to the these people. I, I could offer them a room, but I, I wouldn't be here. Because you're in now to work and stuff like I'm that? To, and, I, and I have elderly parents. I've, I have a lot going on. No, I would never see anyone stuck, but I don't think I'm in a position to take somebody in because I wouldn't be able to give them what they need. I wouldn't be able to be be there. And that, and that's a concern Peter pe- people might have that they're not there for them or they're out working every day and yeah. you know and and you know that like my my house is empty eight hours a day. So well, you're you're talking about Fiona. These these are grown adults. You have a sixteen yeah. year old. You have a sixteen year old and a grown adult woman who yeah. is well able to maintain herself. Who had a doctor's degree. It was a surgeon's degree. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like she's uneducated. She's deaf and dumb. You know, you're not taking in somebody of special needs to quality. You're taking in someone who is of perfect life quality, who can come in and live and survive to herself as long as she's allowed to to live her life. You know, the shops are running around the corner. She go out and do her own shopping, or you might have to bring her once a week to do her shopping, or perhaps. And then she has, you know, she can survive on her own. She was well able to cook food long before she met you and long after she will, you know, and... Like, this, this is stuff that people aren't getting. Like, it, you, you know, this, this is one of the first times we've seen it. Probably actually the second time would have been World War was the last time, but it wouldn't have been of our elk. So this is the first time we've seen it technically where it's been in Europe. Up until that, it's been, oh, it's Palestine, Afghanistan, it's been Iran, it's Iraq. And there was no one ever even came into their brain, let's take them in, let's help them, let's do this. But all of a sudden, because it's nearer to home, People are okay, we'll take them in, we'll help them, we'll give a dig out. But to, to give an explanation like you're giving there is, well, I don't know, because I wouldn't be there to, to mind I, I, Peter, I, I don't no, think it... No, well, no, no, well, 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 hang on for a second. Peter, I don't think it's... You know, Fiona represents many people in this country with a, a similar view. Uh, yeah. and, and thankfully, a lot of people have obviously offered up their homes, and that's great too. I don't think it's fair to have a go at people who don't want to do it. You know what I mean? If that's their no, choice, no, that's I'm their choice. I'm not going to go, but I'm trying, yeah. to get, I'm trying to get an understanding of... No, and I, and, I, and I get the seriousness of what you're saying, by the way. And, I, you know, because in my head, I'm thinking, obviously, her family are still back, in, or her husband is still back in Ukraine. He's a doctor, too. You mentioned that her husband was... The, the husband is over there. Her brother is over there. And her 76-year-old father is over there fighting out the moment. So... And, and and to point out, many people who come to Ireland, many Ukrainians who come to Ireland, they want to go back once their cities have been rebuilt and once their, the, the war ends, and hopefully it will, they want to go back. It's not like they want to stay here. She's she's already told me she doesn't want to just go back. She wants to go back and rebuild the hospital. Mm. That's her goal. That's what she wants to do. That's, that's her. She's so driven in it. She's actually started a campaign amongst Ukrainians already of her friends and family to, to rebuild the hospital to rebuild the hospital that's her goal personally herself mm-hmm. now that's one Ukrainian that I'm speaking to now, and, and it's by the way can I point out it is shocking that hospitals were targeted because that's clearly a yeah. war crime well, so it, it's it, shocking that that was actually happening well, that's, 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 a, that's a separate issue altogether because mm-hmm. that was, they were always going to be targeted because as long as you can't fend for yourself then you have to bow down and, and basically give up but 
But, but, but okay, but getting back to the getting back to the money, Peter. I, I, okay, Fiona says it would be the wrong reason uh, to take somebody in for the money, and I understand the point that she's making too in relation to that. But in the UK, they are paying people uh, roughly yeah. four hundred and fifty euro, three fifty pounds. Yeah. There have been people talking to us, and we've spoken to people on the air before that said, "I've taken in refugees," uh, but you know there is a cost factor involved. You know, there's extra electricity being used. You know, there's yeah. extra this or extra that. So there is a bit yeah. of a cost, and maybe it would encourage people who are concerned about that extra cost factor to take people in. Do you think that would be a good idea? It it could. You know, at the end of the day, it would help. It certainly would help. I mean, we're we're by no means flush. So like, we're we're not we're not rich, you know, but we're comfortable. Um, we're in a position where financially we're okay. We're comfortably able to to sustain. Should we? But should we have capped the numbers, Peter? Uh, no, I don't think so. But you, but, you, but you need a finite number because all we're hearing over the last few days, and we heard it from Michael Martin, that the resources are stretched to the limit. We've no places left in B and Bs. No places left in hotels. The suggestion this morning was that people could be put in tents. I mean, that's the last thing we want. So surely it would have been better to turn around and say. Let's, you know, cap a number, say, at 25,000. Let's look after those, get them proper accommodation, treat them properly. And then if we feel we can take more in as a country, as a small country with a small economy, let's do that as well. So yeah. would that not have been the better suggestion? If, if, we're, if we're talking about capping as, as a nation, um, the government itself would have put itself up for target. Because if you put a figure on it, you're opening yourself up to all sorts of arguments. Why? I mean, it's, it's not logical because because the suggestion of say a hundred thousand people or even some of the estimates have been two hundred thousand. I don't think it'll go that high, but but that would be similar to say America taking in fifty million people per head of population if we work it out. It would be ridiculous if we had that many people. We just we couldn't afford it. We wouldn't have anywhere to put them, and they'll end up sleeping on the streets. That's the last thing we want. No, that's that's exactly. I agree with you there. That's the last thing we need. But at the time when everyone, as you said, made the pledge at the start. A lot of people jumped on the bandwagon because they were watching the likes of Sky News and they were watching RTE and the scene all the atrocities. And they were like, oh, I want to help. How can I help? Okay, I can't go to Ukraine and fight. Okay, I can't go to Poland because I couldn't be bothered. And the next thing I can do is, oh, wait, I can take them in when they get here. Let them travel all the way across Europe on their own. But when they get here, I can take them in and make them comfortable. And oh, then when okay. they were talking to their friends, family, cousins, relations, whatever, they managed to talk them back out of it. Okay, well, okay well, stay, do me a favor. Stay there just for a second. Uh, but, okay, Peter, Peter, just hang on for a second because I'm a bit stuck for time. Yeah. But stay there with me for a second. Pamela, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Pamela? How you doing? How you doing? Pamela, the, the money, would it make a difference, do you think? I, I, th- I agree with Fiona on the one point that it, it would, it would rare, it, it, it's not, it wouldn't be, for, it wouldn't be right because people would just do it for the money. You think people would do it for the profits, so obviously? Yeah, but I definitely think you cannot take somebody in with the price of ASB and electricity and gas and everything. You couldn't take somebody in and, and without anything. But I think Fiona has the total wrong idea. Why the hell would anybody want to flee their, their war-torn country, come over here and feel like they would be babysitted? That is ridiculous. They, they, they would love for her to be out of the house. They're probably like, ah, oh, we can breathe now. Do you know, you know mm. like mm. why the hell would they want her there 24-7? Co- they, they need a place where they can kind of, it, like they're renting a room, but do you know what I mean? That's the way you have to look at it. Let them come and go as they please. You can't be thinking... Oh, it's, like having your 18, it's like having your 18-year-old son at home. I mean, you don't have to be there for him all the time. No, you yeah. don't, but, but you know... Or like, for that matter. Yeah, and like, even a student, you know, if you have a student and, you know... You, you don't have to be there for them all the time either, but it's nice to just make sure they have a proper meal prepared or whatever the hell, which wouldn't take too long. But mm. 
I just think to, to have that frame of mind that, that you, you have, have to, to be, be there, for there them. that's going to put an awful lot of people off because that, they, they don't want that. They, they feel... I don't, can't imagine what they feel. Are you, are you, t- are you taking in a family, Pamela? Are you taking I, I, I live in a council house, so I don't know what way that would work. Um, I couldn't, to be honest. Um, I don't think the council would have an issue with it. I, but I'd, I'd certainly, I wouldn't be able to take adults, but I'd take children if they were to uh, on the, Children on their own? Okay. <laughs> on the weekend, I, I, they can have it. Okay. They can let okay. But look, it's just, it's it's very sad situation. Um, and I do think people would have signed up and then when it comes to crunch, oh God. But, you know, yeah. a, a fair play to that chap with the family living with him and the surgeon. And Jesus says, no. You see, the, the, I know the word refugee. When I listened to the show this morning, when I heard refugee, it doesn't sound nice. Do you not think so? Well, well I mean, no. it's, a word that's, it's the word that's on every newspaper. It's been used in every newspaper, I suppose, and every form of media. Should we, well, that, should they, we change the word? No, no, no. And, and Peter, I do understand what you're saying. I just think for the purpose of debate, I think it's always been, it's just the word that's being used by government. Oh, God, reason. I'm not saying anything you know. about the show. Or oh, no, 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 I know you're not. I know that. that. God, it's a word we're used to help. using, I suppose, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, Peter, just very quickly, because that's going to a break. Why do you think Peter has negative connotations? No, Peter, do you think it has negative connotations? I, I think if we, if we as a, 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 the Irish, if we were to be having to be travelling around the world because of a natural disaster, suppose now Putin got destroyed last week and decided, oh, do you know what, we'll we bomb someone. And a bomb lands down in the middle of Cork and half uh, Ireland has to flee straight away. Yeah, but I mean, by definition, the word refugee comes from the word seeking refuge. And, and, and that's what people are doing. I think we're, I think we're being a bit politically correct by saying we're suggesting we can't use it. I mean, we use it all the time when making reference, say, to people from Africa or, or Asia it, or people coming from other countries around the world. So why not order, use it now? Give, but in order to give yourself normality in your own life. So should we just ban the word refugee? Well, you need to refer to yourself as your own nationality. Well, you, well, you can. Well, I, they, uh, people can refer to themselves as their own nationality. I'm sure African people, when they come here, refer to themselves as African. But they, if somebody comes here as a migrant or comes here, you know, as an economic migrant or from a war-torn country, by definition, they are refugees. That's the word that we use. It's seeking refuge. I, I get that. Now, yeah. But at the same time, everybody Semantics, who comes I think. here, everyone who comes here, whether they're a refugee or not, they still came from somewhere. People are referring to people as Ukrainian refugees or African refugees or whatever, Pakistan, whatever it is. Anyway, look, let me go to Caroline. Caroline, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Caroline? Good, thanks, Niall. How are you? Okay, so you believe offering money may not be the best solution? No, no. I mean, let's think about it another way because, yeah, money, cash in hand, can always be abused. But if people were to get, we'd say, tax benefits, um, for example, their uh, USD charges scrapped for the period of time while the okay. um, mm-hmm. the guests were in their home, we'll say that. Um, their property tax scrapped. Okay, um, well, that, that kind of limits it then just to people who were uh, in the working population. There may be people who would be unemployed or have a disability payment who may have a home. So that kind of, the problem is that limits it then, doesn't it? It does to a point, but um, yeah, I guess I wonder... Uh, are the ways of looking at the um, the ration or the, mm-hmm. the the amount of people who are working who are offering their homes as opposed to people who aren't and would it be worth going down that road if the numbers tallied? 
Are, are you surprised that well, people kind of thought 20,000 was a good number initially but when we take into consideration there's 5 million people in this country it's probably not a great number really and now we see people kind of redacting their offers uh, at this stage now where we're kind of down to 11,000 maybe or something around that figure so are you surprised that more people didn't offer up their homes? I'm not um, because I think when story when this broke you know originally it was very emotional for everybody and horrific you know pictures were coming across our televisions and you know people in general are good natured and yes mm. they said oh we'll help them absolutely but unfortunately the more we see this on television and everywhere else you become acclimatized to it it doesn't like the, have the you same know what you mean yeah it, it becomes normalized um, somewhat yeah. yeah 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 and then you kind of think um i think people maybe think how much their lives will be um, changed for the period of time that somebody would be in their home. So mm-hmm. you have the people who offered on the gut reaction are I the ones you. who are probably now redacting the offer. And would you, have you offered or would you? I haven't offered. Uh, unfortunately, I wouldn't be in a position to offer at the moment. I'm um, renting myself and okay. I wouldn't have any room spare. Okay, if you did, I'm just curious, if you did have a room spare, would you offer a, a room to a refugee? I would, I would, I would like to say yes, I would, but it's easy to say yes when I know I can't. Yeah, okay. No, I know, I know what you, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay, well, it's look not a bad suggestion. Rather than offering, you know, as Fiona pointed out, people might be doing it for the wrong reasons if you're giving them cash money, and you're probably right. So it's not a bad suggestion to offer the incentive of a reduction in their tax. Uh, that way, you know, I suppose it's a little bit different. You're not getting it directly into your hand and it helps you then to cover the cost of having somebody there because there's no doubt there is a cost of having people living in your home. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and people, um, you know. And I mean, absolutely. Like, I mean, I can only imagine that gentleman, I can't remember his name there. Peter, the Peter. Who, um, he has a doctor and her children in their home and the, I mean, you can only, every time a door bangs to see... It's shocking, yes, shocking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think... From the sound of things, they possibly got out early. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine the ones that are still there and Absolutely. trying to get out now? Some of the I scenes mean, when you see some children, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I'm sure children will be suffering from post-traumatic stress, you know, watching buildings yeah. around them being bombed. Yeah. And, you know, you know it's really... I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon either. No, it doesn't. It looks like it's getting worse, if anything, rather than better. Listen, Caroline, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air today. Just one last thing. Yep. I think, you know, when we hear that, um, you know, we're looking at putting the cap on, you know, the amount of refugees we take, and I totally understand where you're coming from with that. But if Poland were to have taken that route, how much worse would it be? Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair point. All right, thank you very much indeed, Caroline. I appreciate you coming on the air. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hit.